this week on The Startup Life. Uh, social issues, it's almost one of the driving forces of me wanting to be an entrepreneur. Okay. So that I can assist with correcting uh, many of the social issues which, which exist within our community. All right, Startup Nation, so let's take flight with Terrence and Teppin Rob Wilson, founder and CEO of Terrence Wilson Enterprises. The Startup Life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> Scholars, are you ready to join the 25 Plus Club? Parents, how does thousands in college savings sound? Brand new in our school, the Owl Academy, we have released How to Hack the ACT. Students will cover managing test anxiety, math, science reasoning, and why eating a good breakfast is so important. For more information, go to this episode's show notes for the link. All right, Startup Nation, so let's hope you're ready to receive some value today. We're here with my man, Terrence Santepera Wilson on the Startup Life. What's going on, man? Oh, man. Hey, I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Did I say it right? Yes. Yeah, Santepin okay. Ra. Oh, oh Santepin Ra. I'm yes, sorry. Yes. and Ra Wilson. <laughs> My apologies. You ready, take, <laughs> you ready to take flight uh, important knowledge in the Startup Nation today? Yes, I am. Let's do it, man. So what's the story, man? What's your story behind your path of entrepreneurship? Well, I grew up in a working class home. Mother and father okay. uh, provided all the things that I needed, the things that I wanted. Mm-hmm. It was like when all the kids had the expensive Jordans and whatever right. was in style. My mother, she made sure that I had clothes and I had nice clothes, but she had no concern <laughs> over what <laughs> everyone else had. Gotcha. So when I would say, hey man, oh, they have this, they have this, they're doing this. She'd say, uh, well, if they jump off the bridge, are you going to jump off the bridge? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so I came, I said, I have to be able to buy my own thing. <laughs> gotcha. I hear that. Uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, when it comes to like external vendors or you know stuff like that, because we all know that when we build a business, it takes a few partnerships, right? Yeah. And so what kind of external vendors that you use? Now, you don't have to give us the source code. You don't have to, like, give up all the beans. But just give us an idea of uh, what that part of uh, entrepreneurship is like. Sure. Well, about 2015, okay. I connected with a vendor. Uh, I became a part of the organization, Rhinos Nation. Absolutely. And this organization provides um, entrepreneurial education and provides resources, mm-hmm. um, an alternative source of capital on, along with the training. So when I saw that, I saw the need for it. I saw how valuable it could be in implementing within the community or Absolutely. Global, uh, nationally, Absolutely. nationwide. Absolutely. And I also saw whereas, um, how I can get in and I can assist with the growth of this organization. So. Rhinos Nation has been a valuable to the growth of my business. I hear that. What do you wish you would have known before you started a business? I, w- I wish I would have known the importance of having a business plan and okay. a strategic plan. Okay. A, okay. a roadmap to where is to show me uh, the step by step. This is what my initial intentions mm-hmm. or my original intentions of my business. Right. What it is that I want to do and uh, something to keep me on 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 task. Mm-hmm. And something that I can pass on to others to as almost an operations manual. I hear that. I, I definitely hear that because in, in entrepreneurship, man, a lot of people they ju- they just kind of just go out there, don't they? 
Yes. They just go out there, no no roadmap, no strategy, no no. Which which is courageous in his own right, yeah. but it's a little foolish, ain't it? It's very foolish. <laughs> it's a little foolish, ain't foolish. it? Fair enough. <laughs> Appreciate you sharing that. You ever spend some time in corporate America? Yes. Okay. Yes. So with that being said, tell us a, uh, about a time where you've had like a, a a bad boss or a bad mentor. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> I, I take it you have had experience with that. Oh yes, yes, and that's motivation <laughs> to grow my business. Business. A bad boss, bad mentor, someone who uh, the uh, do as I say, not mm. what I do philosophy. Uh, you know, around here we follow the rules, and but when you look, they're not following the rules, gotcha. and many times uh, you suffer because of their mistakes. And <laughs> true, that's very true. And level of inefficiency. Right, absolutely. You're you're definitely right about that. <laughs> How do you uh, market, advertise what you do? Mainly social media. Okay. And well, say I won't say mainly social okay. media and word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, the relationships I develop. I do a lot of public speaking. I um, a lot of networking. Gotcha. So a lot of times in connecting with individuals and letting them know this is what I do, or when someone tells me of a need that they have and I just so have playing, I can provide that service. Mm-hmm. Social media has been very a very valuable tool. Spending hours sometime on um, the various social media platforms. Absolutely. Connecting with individuals. Okay. Do you have a favorite one that you use or? Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. All right. All right. Let me ask you this, man. This is kind of a follow-up question. Because we have a lot of millennials who listen to the show who probably do not know the life you know, uh, without social media. Explain how how social media changes the game when you're trying to build a business. Because, you know, 20 years ago, we didn't have, <laughs> like, right. Facebook, That's Snapchat, right. Instagram. So, kind of explain that dynamic, if you will, sure. a little bit. Well, one thing, social, and then, well, social media will allow you to expand your network beyond the capacity that you can do on your own. Fair enough. Uh, what I did, I'm, I'm new to Memphis. Mm-hmm. When I found someone that was on Facebook that shared many of my my passions, my ideas, I went through their face. I went through their friends list. Right. And sent a friend request to everyone in Memphis. Right. And uh, through that process, I actually met my girlfriend. Who gotcha. Met, uh, several business partners, mm-hmm. and a lot of the business that I've generated through that method because. It was a. I was able to target who I wanted to be friends with on social right. media, and then those were my market. Absolutely. Um, now, many of the tools that I used then, that was in 2009, or against the terms of service, so I'm not able to do many of the same <laughs> things. So, having a plan that's not dependent on the way a specific platform that you have not built is right. very important to. If you know what you want to do, and then to be able to use current existing platforms mm-hmm. to operate on, but if I was trying to use the same techniques and strategies that I did, let's say 2009, 2010, 2011, right. right now, I would be in trouble. I hear that. Yes. I definitely hear that. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Uh, let me ask you this, man. What did you learn from your biggest failure? From my biggest failure, I learned that it's not the end of the world. Okay. I learned that from my biggest failure that I'm not defined by that failure. I hear that. That there are lessons involved in that failure and that if I take those lessons and remember what happened, what caused me to fail, what internal and external forces were present, that I can go forward and I can I can succeed. Mm-hmm. I hear that. that that's, that was the, that, that's the lesson. All right. All right. <laughs> Teachable moments. I hear that. Yes. All right. 
So uh, as entrepreneurs, we always consider ourselves lifelong learners, right? We're engaging in professional development. So what does that look like to you? Like what kind of, you know, things that you take from those teachable moments in order to kind of sharpen the saw or sharpen your tools and your yeah. tool uh, kit, if you would? One thing I do, I keep a, a journal. Okay. Actually, I keep a few journals. All right. And I'm always writing my thoughts, my ideas, listening to podcasts, life, the startup life. I hear that. I hear uh, that. <laughs> uh, reading books. I love books on, I've always loved books for, or on personal development and entrepreneurship. Right. Taking advantage of the valuable content that's on YouTube. Mm, uh, yeah. Bypassing the twerking dog and <laughs> the twerking, the twerking right. puppy. But, right. But the, the, the individuals like Gary Vee and Grant Cardone. Right. And, and so many others. Right. Who have such valuable content. There's a guy... I can't even think of his name now. This guy, he he uh, does classes in a, uh, I think, Pena, Dan Pena. Okay. Have you ever heard of him? Sounds vaguely familiar. His brother, he, this, well, this, he does his seminars in a castle. He lives in a castle. <laughs> For real? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And, I mean, his videos, they're raw. He's cut, he's cursing. Mm -hmm. But he's passionate about what he does. And, I mean, the content that's available on YouTube alone. It's like a lot of times I'm like, I, I would I would have paid for this. Right. With no problem. Right. And I, I'm able to watch hours of this. And mm -hmm. not only am I able to watch this, but I'm able to go to their websites and if they have a book and whatever other content that's that's available mm -hmm. to use that to study and to, to craft plans based on that and to see I don't necessarily want their life Mm -hmm. that lifestyle I right. want the lifestyle that I have envisioned of course but the tools what what content what nuggets what jewels have they provided that can assist me with getting to where I want to go right I hear that you you actually bring up an interesting point because we talk about at Owls me and Kenda we always talk about how when you're an entrepreneur you have like an entrepreneurial lens and an entrepreneurial ear and you talked about how man I would have paid for that content but it's one of those things where when you're an entrepreneur man like you just see certain things like this is free or like it's only this much do you know what I can do with yes. that so I'm glad you brought that up because like you know when you're an entrepreneur man it's like the whole world changes Right, like I was saying in a previous episode that, you know, it's like me and Kendall, we went inside the house, put on the entrepreneurial goggles, went outside and saw a totally different world. And it's like, I can't believe we've been living on planet Earth the whole time yeah. and seeing all this. So I appreciate yeah. you bringing that up, man. Thank you for sharing that. Now, this next question, it, um, it, it's part, I'm not going to say controversy, but we have a lot of different uh, interesting answers. So when it comes to entrepreneurship, some people say you need a degree, you got to have some contacts. Is that any other to be successful? MBA, the whole nine. Some people say, man, I just need a work ethic and some and a dream and just go for it. Terrence, what say you, man? What say you? <laughs> I'm a middle grounder. On All right. Uh, me, I, I have a, a degree in business administration, okay. management, and computer information technology. Okay. Now, I will say that what I learned in the classroom as opposed to what I learned based on self-learning, mm -hmm. are uh, they're not comparable. They're not Fair apples enough. and oranges. Gotcha. Uh, but I value that experience. To answer, to directly answer the question, <laughs> I don't think that a degree is necessary. I think that drive passion and learning about entrepreneurship, uh, learning uh, business structure is important. Absolutely. But not necessarily going through 
a, a four-year education, being mm-hmm. uh, an ABA program, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Enough, yeah. It doesn't. I don't think it hurts, but like I said, so many books, so many videos on YouTube, right. so many programs that are offered uh, by like the Small Business uh, mm-hmm. Administration and Absolutely. so many others does such a great job. Right. So I, I guess <laughs> I, I would be the. Uh, <laughs> The person that says the guts and, and the dream. Right. Fair enough. No, I, I got you. It, it, it's one of those things. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier, right? It's like, you know, you got all this free information. Like, you just going to, like, I can just have this? Yes, yes. Like, for real? Yes. But no, no, I, I appreciate that, man. What's the uh, best and worst piece of advice you've ever gotten? Ah, the best, then always um, live be- below your means. Okay. Um not necessarily below your dreams, but always to be financially uh, frugal uh, when uh, necessary. Gotcha. The worst would be YOLO. Uh, you only live once. Uh, <laughs> you gotcha. <know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's one of the things. Like, like I get what you're you're trying to say with YOLO, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, <laughs> you five years from now is going to regret you currently saying YOLO. So. No, I got you. <laughs> One last question before we go to break, man. What's the average day look like for you? Man, the average day looks uh, like to me, uh, responding to text messages and okay. emails, inboxes on um, social media, mm-hmm. sharing content, uh, de- developing content to share, right? Uh, sharing it in appropriate groups. Of course. Passing out business cards from in a gas station, just striking up conversation with gotcha. someone who makes eye contact with me. And from that conversation, if it feels it, it's the right time, mm-hmm. then letting that person know what I do and if possibly we can do business together. Gotcha. I hear that. A follow-up question before we go to break. I'm sorry. Because what I'm hearing, there's a theme and what you do that's important, and it sounds like networking. So explain to the novice entrepreneur who feels like, I don't need no team, I don't need to build no relationships, or that entrepreneur who goes to networking events and only talking about, what can you do for me? Explain the power of networking when building a business, if you would. Well, people buy from those they like. Absolutely. Uh, so relationships are extremely important. You can have what a person, what you, what you think that a person needs or wants, mm-hmm. But if they dislike you, they'll listen to what it is that you have to offer. And they'll go and search out someone else to get it. Fair enough. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. Fair enough, man. So we're going to go ahead and take a break, man. How you like being on the Startup Life so far? Man, this is awesome. You know, cool? All right, cool. Awesome, All right, cool. So we're going to take a break and you listen to the Startup Life. If you are a teacher looking for great resources, look no further than Owls e-commerce store on Teachers Pay Teachers, the store name Teaching with Owls. Enjoy great lessons based on short stories from great authors such as Kate Choppin's The Story of an Hour and Edgar Allan Poe's The Mask of the Red Death. 
and No Worries teaches all lessons are Common Core aligned. All right, Startup Nation, so let's continue. So Terrence, man, what do you think is a popular misconception about business and where do you think that comes from? <laughs> a popular misconception is that just going into business, mm-hmm. that it's a, that it's uh, all roses, that basically uh, you can start when you want to, end when you don't, and you'll be able to live on, a, hang, hang on a beach, drinking <laughs> drinks, and, <laughs> right. uh, that you can work just a few hours a day, and all of your bills will be paid, right. and you'll have money to do everything, all of your dreams. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. And man. I'll say uh, television, uh, media. Gotcha. Uh, music videos mm-hmm. um, and I like those things for the visual uh, impact right but I know that it's or not only do I know from common sense but know from experience because it hasn't happened yet right <laughs> <laughs> I know that uh, whatever you're doing that in your business that you have to devote time to it there there may be times when you can create a pipeline where business just flows of course. And, and, but it takes work to get to that that level, right? You know, I've had periods where it, it appeared that it was just easy and money was flowing. But I also remember the hours talking to people, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sending out emails and other content that almost seemed like it was ignored, right? To whereas when it started coming through, it's like whoa! But that was that was work, right? Exactly. Got to got to pump that crank in order That's to get, get the work done because. I always see like people think entrepreneur is like entrepreneurship is like idea video montage beach living <laughs> right it's like whoa, 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 whoa. we can't we can't muddle through the video montage That's we right. got to see the process That's right right and That's so right. it's like I think people not only just un- people who are starting off entrepreneurs they don't understand that process but like even sometimes clients we work with right? Because sometimes they'll ask, you know, how much that costs? Well, it costs this. Mm, that's a little, that's a little expensive. Like, you know, you can't, you can't hook me up. You can't, like, knock a little something off. Mess with your boy, right? <laughs> Those <laughs> are curse words. <laughs> Ain't they, though? But it's like, and we talked about it in previous episodes, how they don't understand how you're paying for the expertise and the craft and the process. It went in order to get this product to you or service to this point. And it, there is value in it, yes. and so you know, I, I you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where like you don't want to like sit there and educate your customer on <laughs> what it is. But I, I think if a lot of more people understood that part, they would they would uh, appreciate not only the product or service, but the life of entrepreneurship a little bit more. Yes. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. How has entrepreneurship affected your life outside of the business? Because I think that sometimes. When you're, you know, we we both know entrepreneurship is a mindset. It's not something that you just click off, you know, once you, you know, have that last customer or do that, send out that last email. It leaks into other parts of your life. So explain that part of uh, entrepreneurship, if you would. Well, one, it 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 never shuts it never shuts off. Mm -hmm. You can be anywhere. Like I'm, we're we're. Uh, recording this mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of meetings and right. having meetings here absolutely uh, absolutely. You know, I could be on a date with my girlfriend luckily my girlfriend <laughs> is business minded as well so, right. so not only can I think about it but I can share my thoughts absolutely we can be at a restaurant and I'm thinking whoa if I can create this and they sell it mm-hmm. to their already existing customer base right like that's money that we can, that's we can roll mm-hmm. uh, watching a video uh 
or playing with an app and thinking, how can this be improved? An idea of how this can be improved. And I'm just sharing this idea with the creator of this product. Whereas I'm gonna get residual income just from this I this I this individual just improving upon their project. Right. Those right. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I understand that. Like trying to get to that, what I like to call that that autonomous money. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you know, because the thing is, like you know, we we always want to get to that point where. We're making money while we sleep. And, like, I ain't got a lizard finger. And you just wake up, oh, I made a few sales today. Uh, I think I'm going to go back to sleep and make a few more sales, right? (laughs) So, no, I I get what you're saying. (laughs) I I know we talked about a little bit about employees, but I know you say you talk, you know, you dealt with an independent contractor. So, when you're looking for an independent contractor to do things of that nature, what are you looking for? Because I know that you can't just really hand out those type of contracts to just anybody. So explain that process and how you go right. through it. Well, what I look for is, let's say if I get a contract to provide a service, okay, specific service, what I'll then try to do is find a independent contractor who can provide that service mm-hmm. uh, at a fraction of the cost so that, of course, there's a percentage from my company that I can pay them. Then I'm looking for someone that has the skill set and the professionalism to uh, provide that service and not reflect reflect poorly on me Mm -hmm. but also so that we can have a continuous uh, relationship because it'll be easier once I have that relationship with you as a contractor right whereas I can send you a text message or email call you hey look hey can you do this today uh, three hours from now and if not I can call someone else who I've already I've also developed that relationship but I know that the work that they do will be quality that they'll reflect on me uh, they'll be professional Mm-hmm. and that it'll be an enhancement to my business and Absolutely. that we have a relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I appreciate that because you, you definitely don't want to have somebody who, you know, true enough, they're not like a part of the business, but if you're doing business with them, that's a credibility issue if they're not doing their part. So, no, I appreciate you sharing that. Have you ever had to turn down a client before? And what was that that process like, if you have? I've never never had to turn down a client. No? Lucky, man. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> gotcha. Not yet. Gotcha. Well, let me ask you this. If you ever, you know, came across a time where you had to, you know, what would that process look like? Or what, do you, what are some red flags you think will come up that, you know, would force you, like, unfortunately, we can't do business together? So what would that look That's like? One think? would be if I know that this person is... Uh, will nag me, will uh, constantly pick at the work that's being done. I hear that. Constantly uh, call me unnecessarily, or what I would deem, deem unnecessary. Right. Gotcha. Uh, would want more than they're paying for. <laughs> that they expect more than they're <laughs> paying enough. for. Fair enough. I got you. Some, I, read, I heard somebody say earlier, like, you can't have people who have uh what did they say two dollar customers with like two thousand dollar questions exactly <laughs> exactly I, I would think that if it based on that question that that initial phase i i would be able to to uh to sense gotcha and say that you know we may not be a good fit for each other right uh i could possibly recommend you to someone else but i don't think that yeah this ain't gonna work out <laughs> this ain't gonna work out fair enough fair enough terrence um let me ask you this i know you're originally from new orleans and you're here in memphis now uh and there are certain aspects from a socioeconomic background that are similar in the yes. two cities yes right so, as an entrepreneur, do you feel that we have obligation to tackle social issues? 
I believe I have an obligation to okay. tackle social issues. Okay. I don't believe in pulling people who have no, uh, who are not attached to an issue into an issue. Okay. I believe in freedom of choice. Got you. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't want someone who's not 100% into a specific issue mm-hmm. on a team that we're tackling this issue because I don't think that we'd be effective and efficient. Gotcha. For me, uh, social issues, it's almost one of the driving forces of me wanting to be an entrepreneur. Okay. So that I can assist with correcting uh, many of the social issues which which exist within our community mm-hmm. from a, uh, a market-based vision. Looking at how can we finance the solutions to our own problems as opposed to I expecting others right. to finance them. Absolutely. Not right. And, and, and we, we've talked on social media plenty of times where like we can't, as a community, can't wait for Superman to come save That's us. Right. Sometimes the, the superhero is staring us right there in the mirror. We are the right? leaders that we've been waiting for. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Appreciate you sharing that. Um, who are your mentors, Terrence? Oh, man. So there's a, uh, a gentleman by the name of A.G. Gaston. Okay. He was an um, an entrepreneur. Uh, let's say early 1900s. He passed away, I believe, in the 90s. Okay. Uh, he started out from a very poor beginnings. Uh, he worked. He was a he worked in the coal mine and initially started selling like lunches to his mm-hmm. to it's his coworkers. It's all good. <laughs> and from there, he propelled to sell insurance. Mm-hmm. He saw a need for uh, to sell insurance. He ended up opening up an insurance company, ended up opening up a, fr- a funeral home, ended up, ended up opening a school to teach African-Americans how to, uh, about the funeral industry and the insurance industry. I hear that. Ended up owning a, a motel. His motel was central. Uh, uh, he's in the Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama area. Mm-hmm. It was a central meeting place for uh, many in the civil rights movement. Um, Many times when Dr. King was arrested, he was able to write the checks to uh, or that <laughs> to, to 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 uh, business calls to no bail worries. to bail Dr. King out of jail. Sure. Uh, when he passed away, he was worth almost half a billion dollars. Oh wow! And that's someone we hardly ever hear about. Yeah, I had never heard him to this moment. So <laughs> fair it. enough. That's it. Uh, Reginald Lewis, okay. the first black billionaire. He went to school to be an attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, he learned about the process of leverage buyouts. He purchased a failing company, was able to uh, reorganize that company and to uh, sell that company for a large profit and then invest in another company. Uh, so the company, the McCall Pattern Company, he, okay. he purchased that. Okay. Uh, sold it and then purchased a a global food company called TLC Beatrice. Okay. He ended up becoming the first black billionaire. And you know, fast forward, uh, Nas. I hear that. Nas was able to go from, uh, he's still a hip-hop icon. Right. But him being a venture capitalist mm-hmm. or uh, owning a venture capital company, whereas many of the the companies that we're familiar with, from he was an initial investor in Uber, Dropbox, and some over a hundred companies mm-hmm. uh, through his company, Print, uh, Queensbridge, I think Capital Partners. Things something like that, yeah. Uh-huh. And I mean, I'm amazed, and and it's inspiring because it shows. Well, I always look at if someone else did it, I can do it, and I don't necessarily have to do it on the scale that that they did it. Right. But I'm always looking at how can I do this on a small scale to whereas I can uh, help others 
and secure a future for myself mm -hmm. and my children's children's children. I hear that. Generational wealth. That's it. Generational That's it. wealth. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, this is kind of a bonus question because we are here in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, I, I know I know your heart, or at least part of your heart, is still in New Orleans. But uh, I'm going to ask you to make the case why somebody who lives in South Memphis, living lives in Westwood, Orange Mound, uh, and they're thinking about, man, ain't nothing here in Memphis, man. I'm going to Atlanta, I'm going to St. Louis, I'm going to Dallas, I'm going somewhere. Else. Make the case why, if you're an entrepreneur here in Memphis, why you should stay here and uh, make it happen here in Memphis. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> well, what a lot of individuals are not aware of, Memphis is one of the, is in the top 10 of startup cities. I hear that. In America. Mm -hmm. Not only is that, there's a large biotech industry in Memphis. It is, not a lot of people know that though. <laughs> not a lot of not, people know right. that. Right. Uh, Memphis is one of the most affordable uh, cities in America. Mm -hmm. If it's just looking at the African American population, there are uh, over 600,000 African Americans in the Memphis, Tennessee area. Uh, there's a tri it's a tri-state area, so you go between Mississippi, mm -hmm. Tennessee, Arkansas, and almost you, you, under 30 minutes, depending on how you're driving. Right. Uh, so you're not limited. Uh, there are so many industries that are not here. Absolutely that I see the potential of bringing. When we look at these areas that are impoverished, those areas that are impoverished, developers are eyeing those areas and they have a vision for those areas. Right. So I say that we should have a vision and we should mobilize the capital to infuse into those areas, to rebuild them. Right. And to create opportunity for those who feel as though they've been left out of the system. I hear that. Uh, to where is, um, we can create not only an opportunity to just start a business, but an opportunity to create industry where businesses can actually spur from those industries right. that are created. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it's one of those things where, yeah, you may start off in construction. You may start off in, uh, you know, fast food. But that doesn't mean you can't either, you know, stack your, stack your chips or join venture with somebody That's to create the movie theater, to it. create the bank. That's it. So, no, you're absolutely That's right. It. I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, where do you see your business or industry in the next five years? I see my, my business creating, bringing a new, new industry to areas like Memphis. Okay. Uh, providing opportunities that are currently non, non-existent. Uh, there's no reason why someone in South Memphis or North Memphis can't provide a service or product for someone in Russia. I hear that. We're not limited. We live in a global economy. Yes, we do. So in tying uh, impoverished areas, or just say Memphis, existing entrepreneurs mm -hmm. to the opportunities in emerging markets, when you look at Africa, the Caribbean, Asia, right. um, there's so many opportunities that are available. At that the business that someone is currently in doesn't necessarily have to be the business that they're in five years from now. Right. So with my business, I want to be able to um, organize individuals to take advantage of those opportunities and say, hey, just because you have a chicken wing spot right now, right, doesn't mean that you can't have a <laughs> a, a microchip company. Exactly. And, and when I said fast food restaurant, that's literally a chicken wing place was in my head. So fair enough. I, I feel where you're coming from, Terrence. I believe all entrepreneurs have one superpower. It's like that one thing that makes them like a dope entrepreneur. What's what's your superpower, man? 
I think my super, my superpower is uh, building relationships. Okay, I hear that. Building relationships, always seeking out uh, new relationships. Okay. Not necessarily. Uh, I, I just get excited in meeting new people, mm-hmm. and I get excited in naturally meeting new people. So then, when I can see, all right, hey man, you know, uh, I'm involved in these community service projects. If they're excited about that, then that's exciting. But then I said, this is what I do in business, and that's a plus. Right. So you know, meeting someone new—that's that's that's a plus. That's that's I look forward to meeting new people. Mm-hmm. Then if I can meet someone that we can do some community service with, oh man, that's even better. But then when it gets to the business, that's like the icing on the cake. Right. I hear that. I hear that, and that that really speaks to dealing with people of like minds, right? And and, yeah. and even though like the exact goal isn't the same, the the general the general direction. It's the same, which is yes. forward, which is where you want to move. So I appreciate that, man. So, man, this is part of the show where, like, you know, whatever you, you got, any current promotions, the business, websites, social media credentials, the floor is yours to advertise, man. It's all yours. Sure. Well, my website is Terrence Wilson Online. That's okay. T-E-R-R-A-N-C-E, online.com. Absolutely. Uh, one of the organizations that I provide uh, financial literacy, that I'm a leader in, uh, that teaches financial literacy. We currently have a, a, a promotion going on. We have an okay. initiative going on. Okay. And it's called Project 1000. All right. And the goal of that initiative is to help 1,000 individuals, one, develop a budget that they're working out of, mm-hmm. two, attain a credit score of 700. And if okay. they're at that 700, to reach for the max, which is 850. I hear that. Uh, and to create a disposable monthly income of $1,000. Uh, so between that budget and that credit score, to show how, because of your credit score, the things that items that you have financed, if you improve your credit score, you can refinance at a lower rate, saving money. Looking at your budget, uh, where you're currently, uh, you're currently uh, spending money, where you can save right. or eliminate. And this service is only $20. Okay. And uh, in 2017, it is possible that you can go from a 519 or whatever your credit score is to a 700 or above. Absolutely. And we have individuals who have been able to do that. So uh, through my website, you can hit me up, Terrence, at TerrenceWilsonOnline.com. Okay. And uh, Terrence is spelled T-E-R-R-A-N-C-E at TerrenceWilsonOnline.com. Okay. And send me an email. I can send you more information on this. We have... um, uh, weekly workshops we have teleclasses and there's um, a ton of information that we can send uh, I can send you through email okay I'm gonna help you uh, we it's not a credit repair organization we or a financial literacy organization I hear that I hear and that. the goal is to teach you I mean financial literacy teach you how to manage the income that you currently have how to grow that income and mm-hmm. how to become an investor so gotcha. that you can take advantage of many of the opportunities that exist locally nationally and internationally. I hear that. I hear that. At Startup Nation, you can actually look in the show notes for the uh, link for uh, Terrence's website for easy access. All right, man. Last question before we wrap up. Any pardon advice for entrepreneurs, man? Any pardon advice? I would say uh, stick with it. Uh, change is, I mean, change is part of life, mm-hmm. or part, especially business life. Right. Always 
learn your craft. Always study your craft. Always learn from those who have experience in what it is that you want to do. I hear that. Don't be so, uh, don't get too proud to ask for help and enjoy the process. Learn from your mistakes. Uh, don't wallow in them. <laughs> gotcha. And that, that's about it. All right, man. All right. So that's going to conclude this episode of the Startup Life, man. How'd you like being on the show? Man, I I, I loved it, man. I really enjoyed <laughs> this, man. This has been fun, man. Would you be willing to come back? I, man, I'd be honored. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Startup Nation. Here's my final take. When it comes to Terrence, he's one of those social entrepreneurs. Yes, he's building a business, but he also understands that with that power of being an entrepreneur comes a great responsibility of making the world a better place. If you want to let us know what you think about the show or would like to advertise on our show, send us an email to the address in the show notes. Subscribe to The Startup Life as it can now be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Also, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Owls LLC. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life. The Startup Life. Startup Life.